0: Coming to you from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, this is the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Join us as we take a deeper dive into mead and mead culture. And we're back. All right, we're here, Drinking Horn Meadcast.
1: Meadcast, 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 meadcast. Meadcast.
0: Nice. Nailed it. Uh, We're here, episode number 33 of the Drinkhorn Meadcast, and we are going to be talking about series... I keep saying series first. We're going to be talking about the Dragon Tea Mead series number two, which is... Well, we'll get into it once we pop the bottle. You want to pop that bottle? Let's pop that bottle. Let's pop that bottle. Pop the bottles. Oh, nice. That's a good one. That was very good. So, my question right off the bat then, is this a carbonated mead or no? No, this is still. Okay, it didn't sound like it. I mean, there's always going to be that little... A little bit of pressure? Yeah. Under pressure. Oh, man. Passing it around. Mm. That right there was the sniff test from Charlie. <laughs> and I'm going to walk over and grab mine. <laughs>
2: Hear a headphone cushion made a nice fart noise as you
0: hear <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> oh man, I, I wanna almost stop it and listen to it to my so that was those are my headphones, guys. It's my shoe. Like yeah, those are my show, I'll edit that out. Usually, it's that's that was the chair or that was my shoe. Like, no one says that was my headphone, (laughs) but I promise it was. Oh, all right, I'm gonna put the by the way there. Okay, uh, so what we've got in our glass right now, um, is series number two. I keep Mm -hmm. saying series first, Dragon T Mead series number two. Uh, which, uh, Clint, what is what did we end up calling this one? Mm Hmm, uh, yeah, this one's the Elliot. <laughs> nice, nailed it. Uh, yeah, Elliot. So, uh, what color is Elliot the dragon? Green. <laughs> Green. <Yeah>. Green. 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 <laughs> like Kermit. Green. <laughs> that was a terrible Kermit. I went Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit. Um, yeah. Sorry. Wow. We're off to an awesome start, and we haven't even had a sip of this mead yet. Uh, just the aroma. Is oh wow, like for a split second, my brain forgot the ingredients that we'll talk about in a second. But that now you know how I feel, yeah. That that (laughs) inhale, yeah, that's where you were at. Yep, yeah, that inhale (laughs) just reminded me of what we were drinking here. So, all right, welcome everybody. If you know Elliot, uh, which you might already if you're listening to this Meadcast episode, uh, it is the second in our series, and what are um. Describe for us, uh, Perez, what we're smelling on this. What are, what are the ingredients we used here? I
2: think jalapeno is probably the first thing you get on the aroma. Yeah. Um, then as it kind of opens up a little bit more, you'll
0: get a little bit of that fruitiness from the pineapple mm-hmm. and then that earthiness from the matcha. Nice. So those three ingredients right there. Falcor had two ingredients. We have three ingredients in this one. Um, matcha green tea, pineapple, and jalapeno. Mm-hmm. A little spiciness to it. Awesome. Sweet. And the green um, dragon, Elliot, is obviously, people know now uh, our series, we match the color of the tea to the color of the dragon. And some people out there might be thinking, Elliot, what dragon is that? Charlie, where where in the world does Elliot come from?
1: That is Pete's dragon. It is. Either from the 1970s Disney film or the 2000s Disney film.
0: Yeah, they remade it and uh, made Elliot all CGI. Mm-hmm. CGI, is that the right term? Yeah. Yeah, computer-generated image. Yeah. <laughs> I had to remember that for a second. Um, yeah, or the 70s. So I think our demographic probably mostly listening remembers the 70s one, um, which was, from my memory, quite a big leap in, in the use of CGI. I get, I guess he was CGI too, right? It was, it was like a,
1: a cartoon written on top of film or something yeah, like that. So yeah, how the heck did they do that? Still, like, hand drawn I believe. And then,
0: like, putting it over...
1: Superimposed, I think, yeah. Yeah, but then it
0: probably like the same way they did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where, like, they actually had the little puppet that would go around and then they would draw over it later on and post. Yeah. I don't know. What are I mean, they that's, drawing on, That's though. the magic of Disney you it is. right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I can imagine, you know... Uh, the the twinkling stars over it right now the magic of Disney um, yeah that's for another podcast episode um, someone else does the the magic of filmmaking but somehow they made a cartoon dragon interacting with humans in that movie and I remember as a kid I was like that's awesome like I want this in my in my life right now I want I want my own Elliot <clears throat> Pete's dragon I want it to be Nick's dragon
1: um,
0: and then yeah I don't I never saw did any of you guys see the newer one I watched the new one
2: when we were coming out with this meet. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was cool. I mean, it's a cool concept. I tried watching the old one. I just couldn't get past the musical aspect of it. It is mm-hmm. a musical,
0: right? It's yeah. one of those, it's like, mm. just like Mary Poppins kind of style yeah. or bed knobs and broomsticks, that kind of thing. I forgot about that. It is a musical. They're like dancing and sweeping the streets and stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, we talked in the last episode. if you didn't listen to the last episode we talked about the kind of the, the birth of this series so you'll, you'll want to go back and, and listen to that of how we came up how um, we I wasn't really but it's these guys. Uh, by the way, we're with the three Brewers uh, the three creators of all of the meads, but in particular this Dragon T series meads, uh, Charlie Clint and Perez. Nick Perez, uh, Nick or Perez I mean I mean my name's Nick, so that's why I just say Perez whichever okay so we are oh passing around the bottle nice so the ingredients I listed we listed there was matcha green tea pineapple and jalapeno um, but there is another nice ingredient that we use in all of our mead and that is our
2: uh, orange, orange blossom honey
0: orange blossom honey yeah straight out of straight out of Arizona yo uh, yeah good old Dennis arp there at mountain top honey shout out to him and his hard work beekeeping man I, I feel like it's it's very romanticized as it should be, but it is hard work. I mean, that is a physical labor where you, in in the warehouse and picking up those giant buckets. I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah, weren't you just out there yesterday? I was out. Uh, oh well, we went out to our hive, mm-hmm. which is one single hive. Right. And yes, I was sweating <laughs> and complaining, and I wasn't even lifting anything. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah was... when it's over a hundred degrees and you got your suit on. Oh. And... Yeah. Yeah. It was 92, I think down with our hives and which is still, it's, it'll get hotter. Um, and it was, I was just working the camera and I was still sweaty and yeah, you don't want to be doing that very often. So he's out there in the low desert, which can be over a hundred degrees dealing with, uh, lifting those boxes, checking them, um, all that stuff. So, Anyway, those those little ladies do a lot of work, but so does Dennis to get us his orange blossom honey uh, into the bottle and, and to you. Um, and I hope everybody appreciates that. I know you do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Oh, it says it's not carbonated, but I got a little burples.
1: Mm.
0: Um, <laughs> so can uh, you guys describe uh, kind of the – was there anything special about this? this process of, of creating this mead, since it had three ingredients instead of usually, usually most of our things only have one additional ingredient. So this is mixing three of them up. How'd that go?
2: So this was one that I had brought in as like a homebrew recipe. Mm. And I got kind of inspired from a juice smoothie that I got where it was uh, pineapple and matcha. And, um, I'd figured, well, you know, trying to mix mix a couple different things, get some different uh, profiles going. Plus, I love spice. Um, tried mixing some jalapeno in it. Made one at home um, and brought it in, and you know, figured out, hey, this is a great combination. Can we, you know, source these ingredients and figure out how to make it a full scale batch? So nice. It was kind of the starting point of, hey, try this thing I made. You guys like it? You know, can we make it into a much bigger, much bigger scale?
0: Cool. Charlie, what, was, what, was, what were you thinking when he came, uh, came to everybody with this thought?
1: Oh, we all really liked it um, when he brought his homebrew in. It didn't last very long. I think we uh, <laughs> drank most of it real quick, so it uh, definitely hit us all right.
0: Nice. Clint, what about you? You're a, you're a little bit of a Spice fan, I think, I think. Um, yes yeah <laughs> he gave me a look like a uh, duh um so what was your thought when you brought that homebrew in
1: uh, i thought it was pretty good i was just kind of wondering like how he was uh we were going to clarify it later on mostly uh but as soon as we uh
0: got the actual homebrew in and i tasted it i was like yes more <laughs> yes more please more more Nice, cool, Uh, and so when you did you make any other iterations of that uh, besides matcha pineapple and jalapeno? At home, you mean? Uh, Oh, I guess yeah. I was thinking, did you bring in any to try here? But yeah, at home. Uh,
2: Nothing, nothing special with that one. I just made that first batch
0: on a small
2: scale to figure out if it was going to even work. Mm. I mean, especially with matcha, that can be a pretty gunky, gunky powder if you're trying to dissolve it, and it settles out to the bottom. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, Charlie. Uh, in the brewing process, uh, thinking about you know coming up with some kind of system to deal with that powder. Uh, how did that? How that process of figuring that out go?
1: Oh, well, we had recently kind of introduced a. Uh, we've got multiple stages of filters, and uh, we kind of introduced a new stage zero filter. Oh wow! That's, uh, it's a little uh, secret of ours. I can't go too into it, but uh, the stage zero helped us out quite a bit and it ended up going through just fine
0: nice and uh the amount of of matcha green tea that that came through in the final product uh clint how's how's that to you well i was surprised how how much flavor is still there Mm. There's, there's quite a bit of the original matcha flavor still there that actually works very well with the jalapeno so Nice. That was it. That's perfectly answered. Cause that was my thought. I was like, well, if we introduced, you know, more filtration or, or stricter filtration, did it, did it come through? Uh, but it sounds like it did. Yep.
2: Yeah. And I think we only used half of the matcha that we bought, you know, kind mm-hmm. of to Charlie's point from the last episode where we talked about, uh, how we incorporate these flavors and, you know, trying to start small that way we don't overdo it. You can always add more, but you can't necessarily take it out once it's in there. And yeah, after that first taste test, we were like, wow, this is pretty much already where
0: it needs to be. I don't think we need to add any more. Cool. So you nailed the the matcha on that part with a little bit of a new new technique and stuff. I'm interested in the jalapeno because like you said, you can't always take, you can't take it back. Um, How did you guys introduce a spice? Because when I drink this uh, and everyone probably has a different, you know, um, has a different tolerance Inter- interaction tolerance yeah. yeah with this when i drink this i get jalapeno flavor but i am not hit with like i'm not like ooh, this is spicy right you know kind of thing which, which i mean i'm anyone who knows a jalapeno that's kind of what it is it's more flavor than spice but there is spice mm. and so was there any challenges to introducing both the the spiciness of the jalapeno and the amount of jalapeno you needed to use uh was there any like i don't know any special challenges with that
2: I don't know about challenges. I mean, when I did this at a, at the homebrew scale, when I um, tried to incorporate these ingredients, I also want to make sure everything's sanitary going in there. So I just got a bunch of fresh pineapples and fresh jalapenos, cut them up and roasted them, just because mm. I figured that's going to do you know a bit in flavor, bringing out some more complex character, but also making sure that it's sanitary. So when we did this in the full-scale batch, same thing. I want to say I had something like 20 pounds to start with, had to cut them all up. Had to roast them. That took quite a while, just going, you know, tray by tray in the oven to get them nice and charred. Uh, put them in some freezer bags, froze them, and brought them back in so that we could make sure that it was all, uh, you know, sterile and, and ready to go. And uh, soaking them into our mead to get that flavor incorporated. It's just kind of a waiting game, you know, checking on it every day to make sure that we've got that that flavor that we want and it doesn't go too far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. So you, you didn't add it all in at once. You didn't do like a ratio of the homebrew and just go for it. You added a little bit at a time, Charlie?
1: Yeah, yeah, just a little bit at a time. And uh, I think the roast was really key. Uh, it was mm. right on point. But to me, that, that really just kind of mellowed out the jalapeno. You can still taste it. It's really prevalent. But, uh, you know, that roasting just brings forth a flavor that I wasn't expecting, you mm. know. It's really good.
2: Yeah, I think one of those off flavors that we always want to avoid using, like fresh, probably more vegetables than anything, is that bell pepper taste. Trying mm-hmm. to avoid that. So, obviously, roasting it, you help get some of that moisture out, get some of that off flavor so that you're not just having like a bell pepper drink.
0: Yeah, yeah, that vegetative, yeah. almost kind of flavor to it. That's a great point. And I am ashamed to say, I didn't know that we roasted those jalapenos before putting them in. Um, Brewery secrets. I, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, could be using that, uh, as my description as well. So roasted jalapenos and then, you know, when you think jalapeno or, or, any kind of pepper, it is, it's pretty natural to go with a fruit to pair it with, um, that sweet with that spicy was pineapple, the instant thought, uh, and I guess this comes from your, your homebrew Perez, but was that the instant thought for us or did we kind of play in our minds with another, another fruit? that
2: was my instant thought. Uh, I mean, I've had plenty of, you know, it's going to that commonality. I see a lot of like hot sauces and a lot of combinations that already use that. So it's like, if that's tried and true, it works well. People have already kind of made those blends and it works. Um, you know, we've already got a hot mead. I don't think we needed to try to find like a ghost pepper or a scorpion pepper or, um, some bird's eye pepper that needs to go in there because birds eye, right? (laughs) I haven't heard of that one. Um, Yeah. Just, you know, keeping it balanced. I think that was always the struggle that I brought from homebrewing was that usually when I make stuff, I try to make it really weird. So (laughs) trying to bring it to a commercial level and and figuring out what the balance is so that, uh, you know, people want to drink more than just one glass of it before being like, Oh, it's too
0: hot. I don't want any more. Yep. I agree with that. I know there's there's what would you call them hotheads out there or something like that that uh, you know always say like well it's not spicy enough for me or this isn't even spicy. But yeah, we're 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 slinging it across the bar and across the state. You know you can't you know our mango reaper I think is spicy enough. Um, in fact, I think uh, you brought in a cider that had and we won't name what it is yeah. or who it is, but it had a, was it reaper or ghost? What?
2: Uh, yeah, it was reaper pepper. <sighs> um... Trying to think of what the other fruit was. I want to say it was peach in there as well.
0: You probably can't remember because you can't taste anything but once that spiciness, at least for it was, me, it was just pure capsaicin in a jar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that's a cool experience and all, but we're trying to, yeah, like create a, a pleasurable experience uh, over one glass or two or three. Yeah,
2: <laughs> if you order that at the bar and it's like, okay, now I don't want to have anything else because either my taste yeah. buds are ruined or I don't trust that anything else is going to, you know, work out taste-wise, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, what's worse is like anything else you have from that point on is just gonna <laughs> It tastes like pepper because it's still in
1: your mouth. Yeah,
0: yeah, so. yeah. It like comes with a glass of milk or something, like yeah. to get rid of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the matcha green tea. Uh, was there ever a thought of a of a different green tea, or was it always going to be why why matcha? I guess is what I'm wondering.
2: I, I think blend wise, it was just you know what what I had started with. I guess we we could have tried some different green teas and tried some brewing, but I thought it was just an easy way to get it in there. I mean, it's already powderized and, and ready to mix and ready to dissolve. Um powderized. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, just for simplicity's sake, we were able to get it in, in a bulk size and you know, why why break it if it's or uh, is that the thing? Why why fix it if it's not broken? There
0: we go. Yeah. yeah. Why break it if it's not br- <laughs> broken things? Why break fix. It it's already broken? Fix broken okay. break fixing things. Yeah. Words hard. Words hard. Uh Clint, uh you over at the Mead Hall, have you heard any? What are the reactions uh, that you've heard to Elliot to the jalapeno? Have you have you kind of listened in to people at the bar talk about the spiciness level? Are there people that are saying it's it's too much, it's too little? I like mean, that? considering Arizona, most people when they taste it, they're <laughs> like, "Huh,
1: where's the spice?" <laughs>
0: yeah. So more more people have kind of been you know yeah. saying it's on. the... Whoa, Pardon me. <laughs> Charlie reaching <laughs> I'm for the reaching bottle, for Mead. Yeah, goes after it's like <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, let me fix it. Yeah, I think that's kind of hard to say where, you know, we get a lot of people that are traveling. Obviously, we're like gateway to the Grand Canyon here where some people think ketchup is too spicy. So Yeah, you get a lot of that
1: sort of Midwestern person that like really cannot handle spice. So it's like, we'll, we'll be cautious. Yeah. So
0: yep i'm I'm right there that's me too i mean i I, I enjoy like experiencing some of the spicy and uh, but like yeah i i definitely we went to a hot chicken place yesterday on our way home and they had the the zero on there and i i ordered that <laughs> so i'm right there but I, but this uh we say don't fear the reaper but definitely don't fear this it it's it really is jalapeno flavor and not spice for sure, sure.
1: it's pretty mellow
0: yeah yeah. But the flavors and the aroma, the aroma, that was the first thing when you take a whiff. You're like, ooh, there's, some, there's something, there's a pepper in here. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that maybe scares people at first and then they take that drink and they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so looking at the label, which I don't have in front of me, but the bottle is over there, uh, we have, again, it's our Dragon Tea Series. So uh, we have our, our in-house, not in-house, our, our resident. No, he's not a resident either. He's actually out of state. He's in Missouri. Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Okay, but you know him from Missouri. Yep. Okay, so... uh, And what was his uh, moniker?
1: Benjamin Black.
0: Benjamin Black, yes. Uh, Does all of our labels, and he created another banger with this one, our second in the series with Elliot, and he used the 70s cartoon Elliot for this one.
1: Yeah, I figured it was a tough choice between the two, but uh, the, the CG, like, later Elliot, was just... little bland as far Mm. as dragons go it just kind of look like every other dragon Mm. whereas the 70s version one like very cartoony of course and uh just kind of looks dumb and happy. and Way more <laughs> yeah.
2: recognizable. Someone right. sees that. They're more likely to know where it comes from. They see the,
0: the 2010s version and they're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It is, he's got that big old schnoz and the big old pink fluffy hair on this one. And yeah, yeah, kind of doofy. <laughs> um, I do remember in the movie, uh, he, was, he was super kind and friendly. But I remember when someone messed with Pete in one of the scenes, like he... He had it out. He just, I don't remember if he like burned down the building or something, but he was very protective and very fierce. And I think that kind of goes with this, this mead too. It's, it's, it's very friendly and very gentle, but it does have that jalapeno on there. um, With a little bit of, a little bit of spiciness to it. So it kind of fits that dragon. Was that, I don't know if it was at all, but was that a thought when coming up with the,
1: (laughs) yeah, you know, it all, it all comes together yeah <clears throat> it's a it's a unique meat and he's a unique character
0: he absolutely is and he makes it makes me want to go try to find that I wonder if you can even see that movie anymore um like streaming wise or if you have to get those, I'm reminded of those plastic clamshells with the VHS's in them that were like super sharp around the edge like, Disney Plus yeah. Disney Plus, oh yeah, Disney Plus has them both there we go, right there, Disney Plus so if anyone wants to pay for my subscription just uh send me the information at Nick at com. um Cool. Uh, anything else about about Elliot about this this series? The the matcha green tea pineapple jalapeno.
1: It, it's one that I'd say normally if if I went someplace and saw a drink with jalapeno in it, I love eating jalapenos, but I don't know if I would go for a drink right off the bat. But this is one that was really surprising to me on how much I like it.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I think everybody likes it because it is going pretty fast. It it had a, a slower start because Falcor overlapped it. I think the the initial one. Uh, so there was two Dragon T uh, series out, but now that's it gone. Uh, we're seeing Elliot move pretty quick. So if you are listening to this um, anytime in the in the you know near present around you know June July 2023, and you want this, you might want to grab it now um, before it is gone gotta Um, catch them all right gotta catch them all that's right and we will have four in the series so honestly if you've got a falcor grab an elliot and then collect all four that would be pretty cool i know i'm doing that so did you guys get your bottles
1: i did they're gonna look nice all four of them on a shelf next to each other
0: right yeah absolutely i think it'll be so rad so cool so, um, all right, cool. Well, thanks again for joining uh, me on the Meadcast, guys. It's always a pleasure to have the people who have their actual, like, you know, mitts in the process and uh, and hear about the stories behind the meads. And uh, will you guys come back for our third release? Most likely, <laughs> Maybe. You me. Oh man! All right. Well, uh, while I sit here and try to convince them to come back for the number three and number four series, thank you again for joining us on the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Meadcast <laughs> and as usual, please just uh, word of mouth is the best way to get this mead cast out. If you enjoyed it, or you know someone who loves bees, mead, or cool Viking stuff, uh, let them know about the mead cast and spread the word. So we can spread the awesome word of mead to everybody. And um, yeah, that's it. Well, cheers, guys. And Thank got you. One so more much. thing. Oh, mm-hmm. these are all available online, right? <laughs> that is right. Ah. Uh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Well, Falcor's not true that one's out but yeah but if you are out of state in one of our states uh i think we're at around 38 states now uh, we distribute to uh, go online drinkinghornmeadery.com and grab some of these and some of our other i don't know what 20 different flavors that we have available um and they make great gifts uh they make uh, it ages perfectly well so you can grab them now and save them for later and uh, yeah, make sure you grab them. Thank you, Prez. online at the Meat Hall or at select bottle shops around the state. And with that, yeah, Skull! Skull! Skull!